Welcome, one and all, the healthy and the well, the good, the bad, the tall and the short, to the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host, Mikan Hana. Hello, I am Mikan Hana. Is that what you say? I, I usually introduce myself, yes. Okay. <laughs> so far, so good. Going great. Uh, and this is a live stream of our usual Sunday show. Yes. The show we record on Sunday comes out on Monday, where we bring you all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. That's right. And some things that are not nerdy. The some... opposite of nerdy. Oh, okay. Such as? Such as, I don't think anybody would describe Kenny Rogers as a nerd. Uh, would you? Probably not. No. No. Uh, well, it's too late to ask him, unfortunately, because... Kenny Rogers passed away just uh, the other day, just on Friday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah at the age of 88, I believe. Mm-hmm. and Or excuse me, 81. <laughs> no, not 88. I wish it was 88 because then we could ask him. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and of course, uh, just a storied uh, country singer, uh, crossover singer, um, star, movie star, TV star, pretty much everything. Uh, chicken magnet. Chicken magnet. No, like M A N G A T E. Oh, like, like a chick <laughs> magnet. Just walked down the street and <laughs> chickens just following him down the road. Well, the genie that he wished on uh, had been hard of hearing, and so he's like, uh, "All right, wish granted." <laughs> oh my god! Um, any any love at all for Kenny Rogers? <laughs> I mean, I think he was a great musician. Every, every and week everything. I bring these things to you. I just <laughs> I just expect nothing. Hey, anything. I I don't really have any personal stories or anything like that, but I think he was a really great musician. Personal story? No, you didn't run into, you didn't meet up with the gambler. No, no. So <laughs> that summer but, that you were riding the rails. Yeah. Right. You ever jumped a train? No, I don't think I have. Uh. Uh-uh. Have you? Um, what's the statute of limitations on 
riding trains. You know, just a ride. Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably okay. Is there is is there one? We're I don't know if okay. there is one. Okay. Yeah, uh, the college uh, in my town that I went to college in uh, was right next to a uh, rail yard. Great. Of course. Great town. Great part of town. They were all great parts of town. Oh, sure. There was there no is bad a... part of town in that town. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, yeah, at night we'd go out and sometimes you'd, uh, you know, hide by the tracks. Jump uh, under on the, the train. the bridge, under the road, and try to get up on one of those. Yeah, sure. Well, we had we had train tracks that ran right by right, right by our uh, the school I went to, too. And, like, if you went on the other side other of the tracks not not really a great part of town but um oh but you guys were on the good side of town yes yeah there there were bricks there were bricks on the road well i maintain they were all good parts um in terms of equivalency sure in my town okay fair (laughs) fair enough if none of them are good they're all good (laughs) kenny rogers yes uh the chick roasters kenny rogers roasters yes never never ate at roasters uh, no. Okay. I uh, I don't think I ever was near one. Honestly, where were they? Were they uh, uh, more south? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Uh, now that I think about it, I may not have eaten at one myself. I think uh, he co-founded it with um, a guy that was like the president of KFC or something like that. Okay. Like Kenny brought the the face, and this guy sure. brought the chicken knowledge. Of course, Kenny was the magnet. How they got the chicken. To cook them in, in any way, so it was very hard work, right? Right uh, for him, but yeah, um, and yeah, and then a chicken place, and it was uh, supposedly pretty good. Okay, uh, I don't think they're around anymore, at least not oh. uh, domestically. I think there's some chains overseas still. Okay, I think he got out of that uh, biz a while ago. Um, I think that's like an an interesting kind of jump for a musician to kind of go into. I don't think it necessarily goes hand in hand with each other, so. Um, although I do think that there do, are. Do I drop my I need a brand joke in here? I, I, I don't loves? know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, this guy's like it, mo- Grammys, yeah, out the ass, AMAs, mm. you know, CMAs, you name it. And the guy's, you know, has releases that go forever on the Billboard charts. And mm-hmm. he was, um, uh, you know, in the song The Gambler, created this character, The Gambler. Then he went on to play that character. In films and uh, TV films. Okay, And I sure. remember, like, it's funny because, you know, I, I was I was born in the 70s. Do with that what you will. Uh, but grew up in the 80s. But yet, I forget how much of, like, 70s culture that I was uh, soaking to? in before I was even really aware. Sure. And, and how much of, you know, this 80s didn't just, they didn't just, the Quintons, 1979. And then, like, give me that. Give me all those earth tones. Here's your cocaine. Right. Here's your, here's your leg warmers. You know, that bled over into the well, 80s. So there's a lot of, like, you know, the Dukes of Hazard. You didn't really consider that to be an 80s thing, but it was part of that, like, redneck punk kind of down-home southern thing yeah. that um, Kenny Rogers and, and people of his ilk uh, worked for a long time. Absolutely. I've seen – I used to watch the Mandrell Sisters show, the Barbara Mandrell show. Okay. Sure. Okay. And the Grand old Opry. Yeah. Which I was trying to get you to pull out of you the other night. Minnie Pearl. Remember Minnie Pearl? I know the name. Okay. Well, I, yes, we both know Minnie and then Pearl. <laughs> is it connected to anybody uh, for you? N- no. Like not... a tag connected to a hat? No, not not really. No. I mean, uh, I, I know she was a musician. Well, don't worry so. about it. Okay. But anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kenny comes from an earlier time, literally, because he was born in 38. But 
uh, a time of music on TV. Sure. Uh, I, I'm not doing my old uh, old man, you know, in back in my day thing, but there was, you know, music on TV, country music, like variety, variety shows. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who knows what Johnny Cash? He's he's doing some crazy thing. Uh, Dewey Cox. We did this last week. We did this exact thing last <laughs> week. Cox. I just didn't know that we'd be talking about a musical icon uh, this week. So I know. It's unfortunate. Uh, we'll be playing a little bit of his music throughout the show because we don't make any money on it anyway. So <laughs> DMCA me. What do I care? Whoa. But just to honor him, uh, open the show with, uh, I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. <laughs> a psychedelic folk group that he got his start with called the First Edition. Wow. Yeah, um, I know that song, um, and it's this is in the it's era, very catchy. Yeah, this is in the era of speaking of the variety shows and like music on TV, where you know you cut to the music act, and then it's just some unphotogenic guy. Not in the case of Kenny, that was one thing right, about right, Kenny; right. he was a good-looking guy. But some guy with long hair, probably lip-syncing in that the tiny little like uh, Hershey's Kiss microphone it had a little top on it for some reason you know <laughs> not cordless of course and of course. then there's just some bored go-go dancers behind him and then they've put a screen up that they can uh, comp in like oh somebody's shapes. dropping food coloring into water oh on, a, on a projector yeah yeah <laughs> There's a, there is a video of him uh, doing this song with the first edition uh, somewhere on YouTube so okay okay um Anyway, we're not going to just talk about Kenny tonight because we got to talk about fun stuff too. Yeah, we, of we've course. promised a cavalcade of nerd feel goodery. Yes. And so that means what percentage COVID 19 talk? Uh, very small. <laughs> what, what about, is there like, uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the fun side? What's the fun side of this quarantine? What's the fun side of this pandemic? Uh, what stories are coming out of the pandemic? I, I don't think there is. Well, I guess the fun side is like people like coming up with COVID 19 style lyrics to like classic songs like i saw somebody did a covid19 like bohemian rhapsody lyric thing and like i've seen i've seen other ones too and people are getting uh creative with within the the limits of the song you know and it's like okay it's 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 fun uh you know they're they're trying to 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 be positive and creative uh throughout this uh you know um uh quarantine i gotta tell you yeah i don't like that no No. not a fan uh you know how we should abolish ice i say keep ice switch their beat to rounding up people who do covid19 songs in the weird al style all right wow maybe if we offer them enough uh i don't know um soul glow or accordions whatever he desires uh, he'll flip on uh, uh, on them, and he'll he'll point them out. Oh my goodness! Right? So he can still sing pizza songs, but then he's going to lead investigators to other places where someone's like, "My Corona, <laughs> oh, open up!" Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> hide the ukulele! Hide it! Oh my god! Webcam off! Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that at all. No. Well, what do you what do you think? What is your what is the fun take on well, COVID-19? Well, much like ladies playing fiddles on TV in front of a giant paper uh, mache barn with tags on their on their straw hats. Yeah, uh, I feel like <laughs> Al Weird Al, Mister Weird Al, Mister Weird Al. Yeah. Uh, aside, uh, well, let's we're done with that, right? I I guess that's some like Christian comedian shit. Whoa! Right? Whoa. Like like oh, it's my my it's my Corona. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I get it. I get it. We don't want that. No. We want edgier stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Like, well, yeah, boy, I just thought of six things that uh, I'm not sure are covered in our explicit tag. So Uh-oh. I'm going to get off of this bit that you uh, started Sorry. Uh, ill-advisedly. And uh, yeah, we talked about the news and also we'll be talking about a show that has returned recently. Yes. And much like the coronavirus, hmm. uh, it is hoping that you... <laughs> Whoa, where, where, any, where are you going Anywhere in with that, that, you could have helped me out. I, I'm sorry, I don't know where you're going. It's a show that has returned and is hoping that you'll give it a second chance. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Were, were we not going to give it a second chance? We'll talk about it. Oh, okay. What's the show? Uh, Westworld. You're on fire today. Uh, what? Uh, it is Westworld. I'll be yes. talking about uh, the return of Westworld. It's third season and other stuff. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Cal. How are, how are you doing? Let me check. Whoa! Mm, Temperature gone. Okay, you're all right. Okay, all right. I can. I that's can what say. they're doing, right? Yeah. You just point it like right at somebody's forehead. Yes. Which is not the. That's not the perfect basal temperature, but there's no contact. Right. right Can't right, you right. get that? They have the things in the, um, the ear temperature, right? Yeah. It's like taking literally taking a infrared snapshot of your hypothalamus. Right. This is the most temperature you can be. Uh huh. And then it's got a little. It just shoots off into the garbage can, right? Yeah, had this for years. Yeah, but I I feel like you would need to clean that between temperature takes. Though. That's why it comes. It comes. That's I the I, point. The, I I know the probe comes off and shoots in the garbage. I know. I just think your first year as a doctor, you side, think that you're like not very good at that, right? Like it's your that's my first year as a GP. <laughs> uh, put my gloves on the wrong hands. Oh no! And uh, then you come in and you're like, okay, oh, ninety eight point six, pretty good. And you. <laughs> it just bounces all, all over. And, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> if I had known how, I don't know what it would have done to young me, but uh, when I was in, uh, you know, grade school, uh-huh. junior high, uh, high school, uh, we were all obsessed with, uh, we didn't have Kobe back then, but we were all obsessed with, you know, throwing the ball of paper in the trash can. Oh, sure. And I probably got more exercise getting up and walking to the trash can and putting the ball of paper in there than... <laughs> talent that i built up from trying to throw it in there sure but if i if if young if 18 year old me 18 if 14 year old me had known how good something something year old me was at throwing things into, into things, things yeah <laughs> i don't know what that would have done to my young mind if i would have just quit and then you know like uh, the picture of me throwing a paper in a basket fades into like me walking to a basket to put the paper in or if it would have encouraged me to do even more and then you know People would be saying, Caliban. Like, right, man, right. And you just whoosh. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing but net. Yeah. Um, you're pretty good at throwing things into things. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I am. If you're, like, if I'm at a bar, like a, re- a rural regional That's bar, what I was and they've got of, one of yes. those things where it's like, throw a quarter in the thing and you get a shot of something disgusting. You know, yep. I don't want the shot. Yep. But it's just like, you got a quarter. Cling. Yep. Bartender's yep. like, I've never heard that sound before. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that would have done to young me. Um, I mean, it, it's a very specific talent, uh, but it's something that I do not possess. Do you got a talent so. like that? I don't think so. No. No. You're just going to sell yourself out. No talents at all. Um, n- uh, I can make a crane. There we go. I can do that. And and I was and I was very determined. I had a uh, a Japanese roommate when I was in Japan for a little while, 
and she knew how to make cranes and I was like can you please show me and she was really really patient with me and went over step by step how to do it and like now I have it memorized and I can do it on my own and I'm very proud of that right but you didn't did you you weren't good at cranes when you were a kid and now you're a crane right. whiz yeah Okay, all right. Like I said, that's... Yeah, and, and, and I feel like I can... Because you have that basic knowledge, you know, a lot of other origami, it's like, well, I know how to make this fold. It's like you can look at a book and you can kind of have an idea. Oh, you see the origami matrix? Yeah, right, exactly. Too bad we named the uh, episode already. <laughs> uh, what if we combine the talents and you just like... You fold oh. it all up, we got a bird, and then I just... You Kobe, throw it in there. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, toss a, toss a crane. Yeah, keep making them. <laughs> Did you like then the uh, element of the movie Hard Boiled, where the undercover cop, uh, who's in too deep, oh, yeah. the triad, and he's he become a hitman and a murderer, and he makes yes. a crane for every person he's killed. I know, but I feel like there's like there's a one point in the movie where he kills so many guys, and I'm like, has he lost count? Oh, you wanted to see in the next day where he's like, oh, my hands are killing me. Yeah, right. He's made it's so many every, cranes. Every notebook. Yeah. Uh, he's just got the toilet paper. He's like just running out of paper at this point. <laughs> exactly. He's like folding up takeout menus. All right, this one's for you. Right? Yeah. 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 I kind of wanted that. Um... <laughs> well, uh, you can tell John Woo to do that. What, what's John Woo up to? I don't know. That is a fantastic question. And somebody who is obsessed with birds doves and pigeons primarily so i don't i should know the story of john woo this is we're not even into news yet uh, i promise in like 90 seconds uh the story of john woo is that he uh came to america both for the waters uh for hollywood Mm -hmm. uh to make hollywood films but also it's like oh it's just getting about oh it's just about time it's like 1996 yeah coming up i want to be around when that happens Mm mm-hmm what I'm talking about is the handing over of Hong Kong from sure. British to the Chinese government. Yes. Uh, which is what happened. And um, now where is he? I don't because know. Because the thing about it is, like, I think he always had a home making movies in Hong Kong. Sure. You come to Hollywood, suddenly it's like, deliver, buddy. Come on. Right. Wind right. talkers. More, I don't think so. More pressure. And yeah. And if you can't work with anybody, then, you know, I'm sure that he could probably just retire. But like, what's he doing? I, that is a really good question. I'd like to know. I'd. I I like John Woo movies. Like, I yeah. mean, they're not all... Well, you haven't fan- seen his American ones. But. No, I know. They're not all fantastic. I mean, Hard Target is great. Uh, but, you know, I think he's a pretty great filmmaker in a lot of ways. Ooh. So, like, why isn't he doing stuff now? Is it just he... Van Damme. Van Damme? You're I blame Van, Van Damme. Damme. Whoa. Whoa. Strong words. He made Van Damme and Van Damme unmade him. Whoa. Whoa. I'll say that in a Belgian accent. <laughs> Let's talk about the news. Right now. Right now. We're talking about the news right now. You Whoa, sorry. Right, right through the sound effect. Y- yeah. Talked right through the sound effect. Sorry. That's okay. Got to get you some cans. Uh, let's talk about the news, and uh, I'm not going to surprise you here to tell you that all of the stories are about the coronavirus, basically. Okay. I got a fat, a thick stack of stories here. All about the coronavirus, uh, so I lied. But we're going to try to make them as fun as possible. All right. Whoa, like a doctor slipping on a bloody glove. Oh, oh my God. I was going to say a banana peel, but you went you Putting went right laughing there. gas in somebody's respirator. Whoa. <laughs> no, don't do that. It's bad for their lungs. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this, is, uh, this is not great. There are a lot of uh, 
industries that uh, uh, are claiming to be in trouble. And I say claiming, yes. I don't um, think that it's um, – every b business that just loses business for a number of weeks is mm -hmm. probably going to start looking at their books and mm, look great. But I would question if the airline business, for instance, is in as much trouble as the theater business is. Right. You know, it, when you go to the theater, yeah, we've got reclining seats now and you've got, you know, 15-year-old scotch. And there's all these things that you can do at the movie theater. Mm -hmm. But the that's because that's all their dime. That's all their side of it. You know, the sure. amount of money that a movie theater makes from tickets is very small. It mm -hmm. is not... It is not the lion's share of that money. But since you want to see the new Vin Diesel jam, Bloodshot, you go to the theater yes. and then spend money on the $10 popcorn. On right. the, I'm guessing it my hypothetical $35 scotch or whatever it is because right. you want to enjoy yourself. Well, if we ain't moving any $35 scotch, nobody making any money here. Right. And after two weeks... They probably threw out all that popcorn, right? Probably. Let's hope they did. <laughs> did I tell you how they used to save popcorn? I used to work in a movie theater and we yes. saved the popcorn. Yeah. that's And then put it out the next day. It's pretty gross. <laughs> so I don't anyway. want to think about it. I yeah. love movie theater Maybe popcorn. they deserve to die. But anyway, wow. uh, I don't think that they are uh, suffering uh, less than a company that could charge you $1,000 or maybe like $300 for an airplane ticket, just right. depending on what it is. Right. So anyway, yeah. uh, let's talk about that uh, movie right. theaters not Let's. doing good no uh in many states well many in a couple states like new york uh, and i believe california they have just been ordered to close yes. so movie theaters are closed some of them took a little uh bit of a preemptive move on that uh regal cinemas closed uh, almost immediately mm. and again i was talking to a friend of mine about this i'm not really on my who's the hot, who owns what, and who's sure. the big chains. But I don't think Regal's that big of a chain, so it, it makes sense. It's smaller, yeah. Uh, but we've now hit the point where AMC uh, has uh, decided to close for yep. up to 12 weeks. Um, we've got just movie after movie after movie is being uh, held back. Mm -hmm. um, Black Widow was finally canceled. We had talked about yes. uh, that being a possibility, unfortunately, and that did happen. Yep. Um, but something else that you're seeing is you're seeing movies turn around faster, which is mm -hmm. uh, something I think that we also speculated on last week. Yes. Uh, Universal has made um, their films Invisible Man, The Hunt, and Emma all available. Also, uh, the Trolls sequel. Uh, are all coming out on VOD mm -hmm. or are out uh, as of this recording. Yes. And, um, you know, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is uh, coming to home soon. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, very soon because of how fast he is. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, that's just pretty much like the state of the industry right now. I think uh, Australia recently ordered all of their cinemas closed due to coronavirus as well. Uh-huh. So, not great. I mean, it makes sense because you have the potential for a, a, a large group of people to congregate there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it stinks. That's pretty much all it is. Yeah, I know. So, um, I, I, I do. My heart goes out to a lot of the, the industries that are being um, adversely affected by this, um, and, and and I do wonder, you know, how it's going to change things. Um, you know, if once this is all over, will we have movie theaters still? Will they operate in the same way? That sort of thing. Um, yeah. Won't we? I, I hope so. Because you're just going to have – look, some might go out of – some might contract. Some might go out of business, shrink. But people are going to want to see movies, right? I think 
think so? And somebody out there is sitting on a bunch of capital. And so this would be sad for the people who own Regal now. But if Regal just goes, well, that's it. We can't, you know, we're in the red now. Um, so, you know, fire the board or whatever. And everybody loses their jobs. But then somebody comes in and goes, it's Beagle. And they just buy it. And then they <laughs> hire a bunch of people that right. have movie theater experience. And it's just a turnover. You know, that's... Um, right. Not good, but let's say that's like a that's the forest fire aspect of capitalism, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. The forest will burn down, but new shoots will grow. Yeah, yeah. I I'm see really looking for I see what you're silver saying. linings here in this cloud. <laughs> it's probably a good thing, though. That's um, happening. Uh, also, uh, cinema and uh, Hollywood has been affected. Uh, a lot of movies and films are pushing back or suspending production on yes, stuff. Yes, So that means that, uh, you know, films like... Uh, at this point, I think Warner Brothers is toying or was toying with the idea of just releasing Wonder Woman direct-to-video. So I heard about that, but then I, I, I read an article that since said we're still pushing for a theatrical release sure. at this well, point. Sure, of course so. you have to. Yeah. Uh, the, we'll be back to Wonder Woman in a second. Okay. Uh, the Matrix 4 has uh, shut down production, mm-hmm. uh, at least for now. Okay. I think Stranger Things uh, has had their production slowed down as yep. well. Um, so, yeah, that's happening all over. The Cannes Film Festival has been postponed. Okay. Uh, and they are looking for uh, a later date, possibly in June. Um, I, best case scenario, wow. I think you'd be fine for June. But okay. We're talking, not only is it, you know, not that far down the road, right. but it's an international gathering. So, yes. sure, you can just say, don't come Belgium if you haven't got it figured out or whatever. But who knows? The guy who's coming from France was just in Belgium. It's right. just impossible How do you to control, control. it. That's, yeah. what, that's what the isolation and social distancing is for. We can't control who's coming from where. So Exactly. So, yeah, uh, that's all really bad. Um, pose. Oh, no. Pose. What? Pose and Station 19 and some other medical dramas are donating masks that they have oh, that they use for this. props yes. to uh, medical outlets that are uh, running short on. Yes. So that's that's good. I heard Grey's Anatomy is doing that too. Um, I also heard um, there there are some people who who just are, are sewers, you know, maybe cosplayers or whatever, who are taking it upon themselves to make masks and like donate them to people that seems like the whole hey i brought cookies to the food shelf and it's like we don't know what's in these well Uh, not even poisoned like if it's peanuts or whatever what you're saying so hopefully that will pay off but who know who knows um this has gotten so bad that uh the chief of uh, john fithian the president and ceo of the national association of theater owners has basically gone to dc and said can we get some of that stimmy money, basically, because we need just, you know, we need time to, to work this out. Uh-huh. We need to keep the, the raft fl- inflated sure. while this is going on. Right. Uh, so we'll see uh, if that happens. Uh, Netflix has created a $100 million fund to yes. support creators uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. No word on if they make Mexican political dramas. I'm just assuming. I, knowing Netflix. I heard <laughs> that, that the majority of that is going to go towards... Netflix productions, but but it, it but like at least fifteen million of that is available for for other. So this is just them, like this is just Reed Hastings, like dipping into his own pocket. Right, it's them helping themselves. When normally it would be production companies and investors would fund the shows, but he's right. just like, well, I'll just pay for the shows. Then. Right, 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 right. That's that's the gist of what I got out of it. <laughs> that's too much money, right? 
<laughs> that's the other side of yeah. capitalism where yeah. like amazon is like we're gonna hire a hundred thousand people uh, yes you, you can do that right isn't your prime now business just done it's just decimated like you're not even and then even like regular things you've like we're only going to deliver like important things so i guess i'll just like you know i'll put that furry costume on hold that i was going to get you know (laughs) the the tails costume right uh that's not coming right but you want to hire a hundred thousand people i know when your own your own centers are just like that's are being affected by this well that's like Ground zero for you yes. can create your own outbreaks. Yeah, I know. Just in your overworked, underpaid yes. uh, centers. Yes. So anyway, that's the other side of capitalism. Yeah. Um, it's not all bad though. Rand Paul tested positive for coronavirus. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> two, want to touch two that. Two weeks. Two weeks after uh, being the only senator to not vote for uh, the emergency money uh, bill that would help out uh, victims of coronavirus. Well. So, I mean, no, I don't know if I believe in God or not. It's like, this is a pretty good argument. And they're worried yeah. about uh, there might be exposure, other people in the Senate. And it's like, no, nobody likes Rand Paul. I think we're okay. I think he's fairly isolated already. Wow. Um, yeah, that seems like uh, – wh- how what would you call that even? like it, It's it's like um, – Poetic justice. Yeah, thank you. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's like a, is, is there a rap album called Poetic Justice? That sounds like that would be a good – that sounds like a good title for a rap album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that there is. KRS-One. Get on that. You know, in, in, in one of his happier, sort of nicer moods. Sure. He's got to call this Poetic Justice. Sure. The next one is, you know, shotgun in the mouth to a, of a cop or something. Great. You got to go up and down. You got to balance it. <laughs> little good, little bad. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, Sophie Turner uh, has uh, taken a few shots at Evangeline Lilly. I heard about that. So this is this is stacked sort of on top of each other. Uh, mm. Evangeline Lilly announced that she will not be social distancing with her four children and her father who has stage four leukemia. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, I can't wait till Rolling Stone interviews you for, you know, dad killers and what they think of themselves. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's just, I, I don't know. We could talk about it, but I think it's a religious thing. Because I know that she yeah, is, you said that, that. Comes from a religious background, but nobody knows why she's doing this, and her statement was worthless. I just well, think Sophie it's Turner, dumb. somebody who has never backed down from stating anything because she's lived her life on TikTok or whatever the kids had, yeah, four years ago, which is definitely different than they've got now. Uh, basically, just like said, yeah, don't be effing stupid, <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You're the wasp. Come on, right? And uh, had yeah, plenty of things to say about that, which goes to show that. Sativa does make you smarter. <laughs> or maybe more socially responsible. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Who knows? But good on good on her for that. Yes. Although I wouldn't expect them to work together in a movie anytime soon. No. Obviously, it doesn't, doesn't matter because we're never going to see her Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, the New Mutants. Uh, well, no, she's not in New Mutants. It's um. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Maisie yeah. Williams. We'll never see her ever at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then, for that reason, we'll never see Macy Williams and Evangeline Lilly in a movie together. No, no. This is where you just say, it already happened. Oh. It was Trolls 5. I don't know. The trolling. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Uh, what else is going on? Um, oh, uh, streamers are being asked to degrade the quality of their streams to not overload the network. So, if you've you got serious? Amazon Prime, yeah. if you've got Netflix... Whatever it is, yeah. Many companies are uh, agreeing to stream. Um, I don't think they're going down to like 480, but they're not streaming in 4K in order to leave literal bandwidth 
in the network okay. for people communicating because everybody's working at home. Right. Everybody's Best Buy is leaving office machines out on the corner for people to come pick up because everybody needs a printer now and a fax machine because they're sure. working from home. Okay. I mean. Could you have gotten ahead of this? The second somebody started coughing in China, could you go, call Rico. Let's buy some stock or something like that. Um, I, Let's get me I, yeah, some stock in Office Depot. But I don't think anybody predicted this. Um, and I mean, I think if you did, you'd be like way ahead of the curve. I I, I heard there were some people who sold stock before the stock plummeted. Oh, but... those were senators. Yeah, yeah. They, they had stock. They received a briefing, like a security briefing, and then sold stock. And it's like, well, remember when I was talking about the downside of capitalism? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go right there. Right. Yeah. yeah. doesn't seem great dark um, money and, politics yes oprah winfrey uh-oh interviewed what? idris elba yeah because you know he he was like oh bro i'm coughing yeah coughing. he he was diagnosed with COVID-19. Get a test. yeah and he, it was like oh no i got oh, i got it gravity right. i got it yes and then and now his wife's got it too <laughs> which of course uh but oprah winfrey uh has uh started her own streaming show hey get off my lawn <laughs> Uh, you know, Harpo always carried a pair of scissors around, whoa, so you better have whoa. yours, because I'm gonna, I want to rumble with Oprah. That's right. Come on. Let's do this thing. <laughs> I want to rumble with Oprah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she interviewed about her new talk show. Okay. All Oprah right. is on, she's talking COVID-19. Okay. All right. Um, I can see that happening. It's an app. It's produced by Apple. Because of course it is. Because <laughs> of course it is. Well, she was working with them, and then she wasn't working with them, so I don't know. Money. It's capitalism. Yeah. I didn't mean for this to be like a remote meeting of the DCA, but <laughs> it's turning out to be that way. Uh, that's just about all I can. Do you have any other COVID stories before we move on to only tangentially related COVID stories and other fun stuff? Uh, I don't think so. Besides Stranger Things, The Witcher has stopped production. Um, oh. uh, I don't think I know about. Anything else besides that? Um, I know Onward is going to be available, like yes. maybe starting April or something like that. Um, and I think a lot of these newer releases don't they cost around like twenty bucks to like rent or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's um, not. I, yeah, um, I think that's turning out. Universal announced that their um, new films would be uh, a twenty dollar rental, right? Um, and I, I'm just assuming that's kind of what we're landing on. For I, the, I think the that's, that is correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's about what you would pay for like two tickets, give or take. You know? Well, you know, <laughs> I won't be paying money for any no. of these movies. But... No. Uh, and uh, David Lynch is coming to Disney+. Plus. What? His G-rated movie, his 1999 film, The Straight Story, starring Richard Farnsworth, will be streaming on Disney+. Plus. We did it. I am so... I, I don't know. You can't see my face right now, but I am utterly confused. When did he do a G-rated movie and why? I just told you all the, the things. I, I, the Straight I, Story okay. is based on a real story about a, an old farmer guy who was going to visit his brother or something like that. And he ended up driving uh, his uh, tractor. He didn't have a car or he didn't have a license. So he drove his like John Deere tractor. Uh, and you're thinking like big. I mean like the kind that you would pull a a cart or like a lawn mowing attachment or something with, uh, he drove okay. that like, you know, across the Midwest. Or like his sitting the... lawnmower. Yeah. That's so strange. Okay. Why not like get a, I guess that's why it's a story though. That's uh, a straight story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I like if they wanted to, this is a non-brand, but they could probably have what, what, 
would what did Jack do or whatever on there too, right? So yeah, I'm gonna watch that. But... I can't take ten minutes out of my life to watch David Lynch talk to a monkey. Yeah, well... what's it like in the trees? <laughs> um... You want a banana? <laughs> That, I think that's a Netflix-specific thing, yeah, though, I isn't guess. it? So, like, yeah. So they wouldn't be doing that. Okay, um, David Lynch is working, people, so uh, good on him. Let's see more, some more David Lynch stuff. He was supposed to quit. They never do. They never do. They never do. No. no. Uh, Fox has bought Tubi. Oh, okay. Remember we were making fun of Tubi? Oh, yeah. I, I love making fun of Tubi. Fox sold its minority stake in Roku. Oh. To buy a majority stake, or basically ownership, of Tubi. Tubi. They're like, let's get off of this train. They were in the grocery store, and they're like, that line's way faster. So they jumped over into that line. Wow. Let's hope that line doesn't back up now. Let's watch. (laughs) So maybe they'll, um, yeah, um, New Mutants coming to Tubi. Yeah, I was going to say. I I still don't understand corporate structure. How could Fox make its own decisions? I still don't get how that works. Because they're owned by Disney now. Yeah, I mean, Disney owns Tubi by proxy now, essentially. exactly. Who knows? That's weird. Did you watch me play the Resident Evil 3 demo? Um, I I saw you play, I think, at least half of it. Um, And what's his name? The big scary guy, the hulking guy, who is like the big bad in the game it's almost like he was making it really hard for you an ultimate enemy somebody who opposes you at every turn Mm, i can't think of the name though what what is it like mr x or something like that (laughs) no that was that's resident evil 2 oh okay what is his name star trek next generation well you had the n word sound right uh next not the n word (laughs) you had the n word right sometimes what? I'm so confused now. This is Gene Rod. Gene, we can't. We can't do that. <laughs> what? Uh, Nemesis. Oh, Nemesis. Okay. It's the subtitle right. of Resident Evil Three. Resident Evil Three Nemesis. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. All right. Been 20, yeah, he he was making it really hard for Jill to get around, like really hard. Well, like so. That's her review. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get around. Mikanana. Like you would Not es- enough stars. You would escape Nemesis. him, like, from one direction, go through an entire building, and he would, like, jump down on the other side. The it's like, a jumper. How, how did you get there the so The guy's fast? a real Hayden Christensen-level jumper. Let's talk about Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka Tano in season two of The Mandalorian. Yes. Now. Um, go oh, ahead. Well, you were you just filling time, or did you have something to say? Uh, I think I was waiting for you. You don't have to say that. Uh, <laughs> well, you were going to go, so I don't, I don't want to step on your feet. So, go ahead. They're seeing how the sausage is made here. <laughs> this would get cut out. All right. Uh, I don't know anything about Ahsoka Tano, or even if I'm saying her name right, because I never watched the Clone Wars movie, the Clone Wars cartoon. The, well, I watched the cartoon. Uh, the computer animated cartoon show or whatever I right. never watched. I don't know anything about it. I know that she is Anawan, Ana, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Yes. Um, and that's all I know. That's pretty much all I know, too. I have but, seen her likeness a lot. Yeah. So and, I know she's very popular. So you did something today. Uh, so anyway, uh, the point is, is that here's what I was trying to figure out. It's the Clone Wars takes place, obviously, before... The before Star Wars, before Return of the Jedi, blah blah blah, and okay, sure. the Mandalorian is set after Return of the Jedi. So this 
So how old would she be? This that lines sort of up. Thing? I'm not saying doesn't look a day over clerks too. Right. But <laughs> she's 40 years old. So yeah. we're getting a, you know, older, more mature Ahsoka Tano here. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because this is, uh, doesn't the Mandalorian take place um, after, after Return, Return of the Jedi? Just said that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. That all, uh, that all checks out. You know what else checks out? You know else who would, who would say that? Hmm. A, uh, a police officer who walked into a GameStop to tell him to close. Then they handed him a piece of paper saying, I can do what I want, Ron Swanson. And he'd go, well, it all checks out. And then he'd leave. <laughs> that was the plan. That was the plan. I know. Of GameStop. I and know. And their CEO, d- don't bother to learn his name, not going to be around long. Yes. No, fair. Um, hasn't been there quite a year yet. Um, this has been yeah, the it's horrible. range of story, the, the ongoing Jeremy out of stories uh, this week with GameStop seeing everybody else close, say we're not going to close while essential, only essential businesses can be open, saying we're essential. Yes. What are you talking about? Right. Uh, AT&T was doing this too. And I don't think that either of them, they both it took GameStop. I, I lived through it. It took them 20 years to have a robust online uh, shopping option, yeah. which they now have. So close, man. Yeah. And AT&T, you can get, except for like maybe specific like person to person service, mm-hmm. You everything you want on AT&T, you, you can, can get, get online. online. Yeah. So both of you should close and both of you are doing the same thing. Show this to the SWAT team when it arrives. Right. Uh, no, sir. We are essential. Which is just, honestly, it's ridiculous. And um, I, I think... You are showing your true colors yet again that you you don't really care about the welfare of your coworkers or of your coworkers of your employees. Um, what was the joke that they wouldn't let the cops leave until they signed up for a GameStop Plus rewards program or thing? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I think I said this is like offered him two fifty for his for his HK. Right. I think I said this is too little too close to reality, so I don't even know if it counts as satire. Because <laughs> come on. Well they seriously. have now it had they are they are going to close now. At first it was some, then it was all California to comply with uh, Mayor Gavin or Governor Gavin Newsom's thing. Mm-hmm. And um now they're all closed. Well good. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, you can get Animal Crossing online, people. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, but you got to get the thing, and then you get the the add-ons, the special thing, and the, yeah. you got to have the box. Wow. Well, and and, and I, I heard they weren't doing trade-ins anymore, so it was like, all right, guys. What, what is it's another situation here? where I think I really do think that their overhead or their, their profit margin is so small that they have to do this. Mm-hmm. To to like say that they're essential. If they shut down, they might screwed. not. They might not if, open again. Yeah. Well, plus their whole business model is is just centered around them, you know, creating the idea of scarcity. You need to pre-order. You have to come here, oh, otherwise sure. you can't get it. Right. Plus, can we charge you another five bucks, you know, in case your disc melts or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then the strategy guide and everything else. And so, without any of that. You know, it's the whole thing with, like, digital comics are going to kill comic shops. Except that most people don't like reading digital comics. They like reading comics. Right. So find another angle, comic shops. Mm-hmm. I'm not crapping on comic shops. In fact, your comic shop needs support right now. Probably. If your comic shop is cool, wherever you are, and they probably are, 
get, get t- give them your list, give them your pull list. Yeah. They'll pull it for you and they'll put it in a bag, you know, outside for you or whatever. I'm sure, sure we can make an arrangement like that. Continue to buy comics uh-huh. uh, as best you can during this. But yeah, I mean, GameStop is, I just don't, they've had so much trouble recently. And it turns out that just even if you're only offering 38 cents, you know, for that Metal Gear Solid 5 copy, it just goes to a warehouse and now you have to pay to. It's like half price books. Yeah, right. You know, the the city where we live in, every year they have like, or every twice a year they have a half price book sale that yeah, fills yeah, yeah. up the entire auditorium of the state fair. Yes. And it's just like every single copy of Order of the Phoenix or oh, sure. Dianetics or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. bunch of books nobody wants that yeah. they took just, you know, to take. Yeah. But now they've got this huge, like, inventory problem. Yeah. Yeah. So no, anyway. I get it. Come on, GameStop. Pull it together. Yeah. All right. right. Wonder Woman talk. Yes. Gal Gadot. Yeah. Gal Gadot. Yes. Gotta get that right. Seeing that people weren't happy. Yeah. Seeing I know that people needed to be cheered up. Mm-hmm. Got some of her celebrity friends together mm-hmm. and decided to do a little serenade mm-hmm. to have them all sing John Lennon's 1980. Uh, it's not 80. Uh, Imagine. Yes. And thought that that was the nicest, most heartwarming thing. Mm-hmm. That she could have done. Mm-hmm. The internet disagreed. Yep, because it's the internet. So, of course. No. No. Oh, okay, no, no, go ahead. Well, I mean, I just heard that a lot of people were like, uh, now we're just seeing a bunch of really wealthy people um, and how they're um, uh, uh, quarantining and it's... It's not uplifting to us to see no, that. Because they're all in like their twenty five acre yards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like trying to uh, in, in some case in the smart cases, uh trying to hold the phone in such a way that hides the fact that their like six gardeners, their team of gardeners is working behind them, you know, or, right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um A lot of people in their current situations did not find that uplifting. Plus it's just there's a couple things. It's well, well, I don't find it uplifting at all. I find right. it to be unhelpful and hypocritical and cloud cuckoo landish. <laughs> you know. Okay. Did Pollyanna was Pollyanna rich? I was going to say Pollyanna-ish, but I don't know if that it applies. It's just the detachment of wealth and privilege. Right, right, right. Um, so anyway, that's yeah. It was rightly attacked for that. Here's why I'm going to attack it. Stop it with the imagine. Stop. Do you think if they had chosen a different song, it would have been Possibly. But no good has ever come out of any rich, out-of-touch person singing Imagine. Yeah. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Like, nobody... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It just... It always backfires. Mm -hmm. I love... It's a great song. I love the song. It's a fantastic song. Yeah. But I would be willing to extend that possibly to covers. Actually, David Bowie's cover of Imagine is pretty good. Uh, But, yeah. I mean, don't, don't copy it. Don't cover it. Don't use it as... Something for your commercial. Don't use it as your like celebrities are helping to campaign. Right. Forget it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It, I, it's, I hear you. It always backfires. Yeah. Yeah. This is not ending on an upbeat. Uh, <laughs> um. What What would be an upbeat uh, way to end the the news? Well, this uh, is not going to help at all. Uh oh. Because speaking of Wonder Woman. Uh oh. Uh, the original Steve Trevor. Yes. Although not really the right, because I'm sure they were like. 30s or 40s movies of Wonder Woman. No, actually, there weren't, were there? Because you couldn't show 
What's the earliest Wonder Woman property? Was it the 70s show? It might have been. I don't know. Oh, you know what it was? Hmm. Kathy Lee Rigby was in like a pilot, a TV pilot in like the early 70s okay for wonder woman that didn't go oh and then they brought uh, linda carter in later and did th- that production so. sure but anyway yeah lyle wagner the guy that played steve trevor uh passed away at the age of 84 oh no he's also on the carol burnett show as well he's a it's good looking man uh-huh. and funny uh-huh and those but... don't those don't go together no they don't uh Gal Gadot. uh no. v- very uh very funny uh and uh yeah nice guy good actor um, it's too bad. That is too Although bad. now that I think about it, how so he was like in his like mid forties when they were doing. How long ago was the seventies? I guess it was a little longer. So he was like in his maybe late thirties, early forties uh-huh. when he was playing Steve Trevor. Yeah. And how old was Linda Carter? Eighteen. <laughs> I. She was a beauty queen know. before that. How old is she now? That is a really good question. I mean, she could have been pretty young. Um. During that production, yeah, you have to be eighteen to to be a Miss. Uh, yeah, I think so. Was. At least eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's probably like pushing seventy, right? Probably. You wouldn't know. No, no. Um, yeah, that's a that's a looker upper. I think. Looker upper. Yeah, that's something that we should we should definitely look. <laughs> okay, up. sorry, we're we're thinking about different things here. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, that didn't help anything. Uh. uh do you know anything about Taylor Swift and Kanye West's feud? Just that it's been going on for a really long time. Um, Nerdy entertainment. Yeah, I know, right? There are nerds for they're Taylor Swift nerds. Uh, She's sure. a nerd, right? <laughs> right? She's just a girl with some glasses on. <laughs> you know, she's not yeah. cool. Sure, she can't cheerlead. Uh... Uh, or whatever. Sure. Uh, a couple years back, <laughs> you, don't, you can't. <laughs> what? If your back hurts, don't offer to help me move. Oh my god. Uh, there was <laughs> there was a controversy a couple years back when Kanye uh, first took that big step off the dock, you know, into the bottomless ocean of whatever he's into right now, uh, where he was doing. Um, he, he did that song Famous, mm-hmm. and it was uh, around the time that um, I, I don't think that he was a you know full-on MAGA supporter yet. I don't think he um, – Okay. I can't remember because who wants to remember? Uh, right. 2015, it was, he did this song called Famous. It was paired with a video where he is in the bed with all the wax figures of celebrities like no, Donald Trump I, yeah. and mm-hmm. his wife and um, Taylor Swift and like all these other people. And he's got lines in there. About Taylor Swift, he's saying that like um, he he thinks that he and Taylor um, might still have sex because you know she owes him because he made that bitch famous like that sort of thing. Whoa! And there's this whole thing where once it came out, Taylor was like, "It's not, it's not cool, it's not cool." Right, right. And Kim's like, "He talked to you on the phone and you said it was okay." And here's like three minutes of oh, the, this phone call that. that I secretly recorded right. for receipts, uh, which basically like. Thanks. Not only are you a jerk, but it gave us reputation, like her worst dark night of the soul. Like, yeah. Taylor Swift does not work well when she's not happy. A lot of artists create amazing things when they're not happy. Yeah. Not Taylor Swift. Like, no. Reputation sucks. Yeah. Uh, but it was just recently leaked by somebody, we don't know who, the entire 25-minute video of the call. And in it, it's clear that all the things that Kim and Kanye, uh, by proxy, were claiming that he had told her the entire line that he had said you know about the video and all that mm-hmm. are not in the call like there's oh, a pickup really? 
to hang up. No edits. Oh, and so he never told her. So Taylor was right all the time. Okay. The whole time. Okay. She was on the right side. Okay. And now I'm like, what's wrong with Taylor Swift? I haven't watched Miss Americana yet, and I kind of actually want to now because okay. she could have easily. Yes, she went off and made a horrible caddy album with a yeah. million videos that all sucked to go with it. Yeah. But it would have been easy. She just sort of backed off. Yeah. And I think she would have you believe, and I think that they make this point in Miss Americana, that she just was in, I don't want anybody mad at me mode. It's the same reason that I didn't speak out about my political beliefs, or I didn't you know, right. fight back against this or that, or my mega fans or whatever. It's just, right. I just didn't want to piss anybody off. And probably good instinct, because uh-huh. when she did piss everybody off, reputation. Right, right, right. Which made me do. Right. Uh, but I just, now I feel kind of bad for her. I can't believe I feel bad for Taylor Swift. <laughs> But she did what I would have done, which is I would have been like, oh, I, I mean, know. how important is it really? And then just would have, you know, cried myself to sleep in a bucket of ice cream. Right, right. No, I understand. But what she you're was saying. right the whole time. I know. Well, I hope she feels vindicated now and like maybe she'll write another song about it or something. I don't know. Who 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 got their hands on this call, on this audio? Nobody know nobody knows who leaked it. That's so weird. That is so weird. And Transformers. Because it's got to be pop culture. Uh, uh, yeah. What? On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness to boredom overtook us. And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces Knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes These violent delights have violent ends Yes So says the gambler What if they're like the gambler just got real dark after a while? (laughs) After he told a story I picked up a shovel and I was like, what if it's just like, whoa, whoa. what's this yeah. extra verse? Yeah. <laughs> Went just into the, the park. Verse. Actors' genitals are touching. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, we have a complicated history with Westworld. Doesn't everybody, but yes. I don't, I have no idea what other people think oh, okay. about anything. All right. Fair uh, enough. And I get the feeling that people are, um, will complain but eat something up. Because we complained for years that Game of Thrones had lost its fastball and yeah. people kept watching oh, yeah. until the bitter, predictable end when it was terrible. And Ugh. people are like, I'm shocked, shocked to discover that there was no ending to this story in this casino. I uh, know. And here we are with Westworld, a show yes. that has fittingly, because there's a train in it, uh, mm. continued to go off the rails for all 20 episodes and mm-hmm. two seasons of what it's been. Right. And nobody knows whose fault it is. You know, you can look yeah. at, I, I don't think Damon Lindelof's doing this one, right? No, I don't think so. So I can't blame him, although no. I'd like to. Uh, and, you know, you get the idea that, like, uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa, uh, Lisa, Lisa Joy, Joy um, maybe, uh, you know, if you've got, if your brother Chris is like, well, I mean, it is going to have to be like a two and a half hour movie. So what if we just, this ends here, this will lead into this. Uh-huh. You know, they're working together. They make each other better. Right. Maybe just left to his own devices, Jonathan Nolan will just keep going forever 
you turn the lights off, he's still talking. Right, right. And there's cowboy hats or something like that. No, I don't know. Nobody really knows what's gone wrong. Yeah. So we come into season three of Westworld, mm-hmm. which is Westworld. Yeah, right, 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 right. More world than the West. West. Yes. As in the real world now. Yes. And we say to ourselves, what is this everything going to be? What are we even going to look at here? I know. Is this even going to be worth it? You tried to slip a little Aaron Paul in there yep. to try and get me back. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it even worth it? Uh, what happens? <laughs> oh, a, boy. There's so much life, that happens. My life in my hands here. What What happens uh, generally in the first episode of season three of Westworld? Okay. So generally speaking... Um, at the end of the last season, we saw Dolores um, moving into the real world. The yeah, okay, yeah. the real world. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's in the real world. She's got her own agenda. She's going to find things out. Um, she has uh, five other... Um, what do they call themselves again? I can't remember. They're just the, the, the little golf balls, the brain balls. Yeah, she has five other like brain balls like under her possession um so um presumably they're all kind of working for her in different ways but um we we don't know um (laughs) what happens um, you're looking at the screen yeah what happens uh she tracks this guy down he used to work for this company called insight she gets information and money from him uh, and then she also is canoodling with this guy who was the son of the creator of Insight, and she's trying to get more information. And they're they're another company in the world that has like AI technology. Westworld. Yeah, in the world. Yes, of Westworld. Yes, and Aaron Paul is a construction worker guy who was in the army. And uh, he's trying to deal with life afterwards, and it's not going well. And he also uses a crime app called Rico to do crimes so he can earn some more money uh, besides the construction work. It's like Crime Uber. Yes. Or like TaskRabbit for crime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Postmates. Gig gig economy, yeah. Um, So, I mean, I think we get a really dark picture your criminal will be here in 22 minutes right uh and of course it's also future world so like things are like different future world and oh right right (laughs) um but we get like self-driving cars like see-through helicopters i was blown away to discover that it's 2058 really it's just that yes yeah i I I believe it's on screen because there are these and we'll talk about this in a second but there are these little graphics that sort of introduce the settings that we'll be following presumably in this season right um where it says like incident detected or whatever you know uh, los angeles or or whatever and i think it's yeah on there it says it's 2058 so all i I can think of is if you look at anthony hopkins presumably um season two didn't take place no, we know it didn't because they're dealing with like they're reading USA Today stories about the massacre in the park, right? Mm-hmm. So season two was very recently taking place before this. Yes. Same thing with season one, except for, you know, parts of it that we know about. Right. Uh, and then we see uh, Arnold and uh, Anthony Hopkins' character, Ford, mm-hmm. creating the park. And it's like young Lion in Winter right. era. 
Right. So Anthony Hopkins, which would have put it into what, around like the turn of the millennium. Yeah. yeah. So the only thing I can think of is we're not going to do, we're not, you know, we won't have, oh, they could have like, uh, no, it's too, it's too late. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're not going to reference anything specific from the 1973 movie Westworld. Mm. But I think we are in a universe where Westworld happened in 1970s. Oh, I, I don't know if saying. you, Brenner, killed everybody, but I right. think that there was a park for rich people with the Dallas Corporation ran it, and it yes. had robot cowboys who you could take their faces off. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, they, there's a little Easter egg, which Easter eggs aren't canon necessarily, but where we see a guy in the background of a shot in HBO's Westworld that yes. looks like the man Bill in Brenner. black from, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that in this universe, that all happened, and the park has over almost 100 years now has continued to develop to the point where they have essentially like organic 3D printed robots that are self-aware. Right. Otherwise, 2058, that's that's like some Blade Runner projection yeah. there. That's real optimistic. It is. Yeah. It totally is. And a lot of the things that they have are, and Christopher Nolan said something to this effect, but they're all like... Taking what we have now and just seeing what it would be, what it would be like in the future. Like the, so, who knows if we'll even have apps, you know, like Postmates or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or like you've got a drone that has like four helicopters and it flies around. Just make it big, you know, could fit four people, and it's got right. four big helicopter rotors and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about it. I mean, they did talk about how. In the short afterwards, that um, they use a lot of drones to film uh, the the episode, um, right? And, and I, I guess having thinking about it, like the the see through helicopter is kind of drone like, yeah. Except it's big. And we're, I mean, we don't need to spend any time. I don't think like speculating on being futurists and trying to decide if this is what right. the future really looked like. But it, right. it just reminds me of like um, Star Wars. You know, in the seventies, of course, people. I know it's a long time ago. Don't don't at yep, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yep. in the future will have shaggy hair and wear earth tones and have bell right. bottoms because, of course, they will. Of course, I think that's just what we're doing now. But the problem with it is, and it's not really a problem, but like the the issue is, is that you are literally making a show that is about the birth of artificial intelligence and the merger of um, flesh and and uh, electrons mm-hmm. and people feeling alienated and feeling like robots. And it's yes. only like thirty five years away, right? <laughs> it's, it's, Which is it's weird. It's not far enough. No, I, I agree with you. Take it. Just pretend I never said twenty. Imagine it's twenty one fifty eight, and we can just move on. Right. Right. Uh, exactly. Uh, so yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you got it all. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And Marshawn Lynch is in it for some reason. Who? Who is that? Beast mode. Beast mode. He's a running back for formerly of the Seahawks. I don't know if he's with the Seahawks anymore, but. Who who does he he play? He's in? The, one of the crime guys. He's the guy oh. that has the shirt that like lights up for his emotions or whatever. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I I know who you're talking about. Now. Kid Cudi was in this too. Are they saving money by hiring? Does it does a celebrity who's not an actor get more or less money? <laughs> I, I I don't know. That's because a good there's question. a there's a there's a basement on how much you can pay somebody thanks to you know the the guild the union right. Uh-huh. But yeah, if you so. if you're Marshawn Lynch and you don't get out of bed for more than a hundred and twenty five million dollar contract, <laughs> you don't show up to hang out on the set of Westworld 
for scale. Well, no, I don't think so. But I think he said something in the short about like he, how he has like this newfound respect for. Oh, he how get, much... he practices twice a day and gets it takes ice baths. Doesn't yeah, do that crap. I know. I was an actor. I know. It's way tougher to be a running back. Well, okay, fair. But I mean, I think he was just talking about like the amount of time that you sit around set just waiting for your yeah, shot no, to be yeah. perfect. We're not doing wind sprints, you know, in the right. meantime. Yeah. Right. Although he's welcome to. <laughs> and maybe he should. I don't, he's not playing right now. I think he's still sort of active or, or he was thinking about going back. Right? It's been a long time since I've cared about the NFL. I don't but know. But he, he looked pretty big. He, he is not a small guy. No, no, I don't. I don't mean small. Like he's, you know, he should be somewhat small, right, to be a running back. But he, uh, he doesn't look like he's uh, like he could start playing tomorrow. All right, all right, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like beast mode on a, a pack of ho hos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ho ho ho. Oh my goodness. No, um, I have. <laughs> so tricky. I had. I did have a thought about costumes a little bit for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have see, to wear black to do crime. Yeah. Uh, but we see Dolores in a lot of different short dresses. And I'm just thinking the more straps, the better, you know, for future straps dresses. Means future. Yeah. Yeah. We know this. Yes. And, and there was a, a cool thing, although completely not necessary, but I think it was a cool thing. She shows up at this one like party and she's like in this short little black dress and she like pulls something at the neckline, and then all of a sudden it's like this glamorous yellow floor-length gown, right? Uh, which is like so much fancier than what she had on previously. Yeah, and but it's it's fine and all, but it's not like maybe they sell this. Maybe this is like secret technology or something, mm-hmm. or maybe they just sell this in the boutiques. But she wasn't coming from anywhere else. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like she was at a cocktail party, and she's like, oh, I got to go to this champagne feat for my boyfriend. I don't, I don't have time. Just let to the change. driverless car take me there, and then yeah. I'll just pull a string, and now I'm in like a you know evening couture. Right. I think it was just like, this is a cool thing we that we this. could do. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think it was necessary, but the, it was cool. The title of the episode is uh, Parche Domine. Which means what? Uh, it means spare us, Lord. Spare us from punishment, you know, from our wickedness. Do not destroy us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there is a lot of talk in this about gods. Um, yes. They're one of the things that we learn in the West world, in, in, the, in the real world of this future, is that many things, uh, and this is true, already, again, this is just taking things that happen now and extending them into the future, but... Uh, things are controlled by algorithms. Right, 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 right. And D- data. Uh, d- the way the movement of data and yes. big data, um, financial decisions. Um, at, at one point, we go to a Delos board meeting uh, at which, um, you know, um, Charlotte, or at least who yes. we, whoever is playing Charlotte, right. is uh, the chair. And she looks for a vote from the majority shareholder, which we can presume to be William, yes. who is not there, of course. We know that. Right. Uh, and he has left like an AI proxy in his place basically to make decisions, I'm assuming, based on either trends, monetary trends, or what it thinks William would do. And so it agrees with her choice, yes. although we already know that Dolores can hack computers and things. So I think all computer decisions have to be suspect, except yes. for the decisions of the huge computer that we see called yes. Rehoboam, which I is... I did not catch that name. Before. It's got Hobo in it. Hobo go. 
which is like this giant uh, AI that was designed by the Insight guy's father or whoever, yes. and then also a character we're going to meet later, the Vincent Cassell's character, mm-hmm. um, named Sirak or something like that. Yes. And so, and they keep it in the lobby. <laughs> would right. You your, would you keep your, your super, super advanced secret AI? AI in the lobby. Just in the lobby of your building, as like a, a ch- huge sphere. Grade school tour groups are walking by and stuff like that. Yeah, gum on it. it. It looks like it looks like you know somebody's like 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 an interactive sculpture or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But why would you keep that in the lobby got where s- everybody has access to it? Yeah, Epcot vibe. Yeah, and uh, and he's he says that you know uh, he's telling uh, Dolores about it, and he says that it's uh, you know it's got these algorithms algorithms that makes all these decisions. Mm-hmm. And his father believed that. You know, there was a path for everybody, and if you could find the right, it's this deterministic thing. Like if you could mm-hmm. find the right factors, you could find your path to success, your path through life. Right. This, of course, is a parallel to the first two seasons of the show, where we talk about the hosts and their paths and the program that they have that they have to stay on, reflected right. in the story of their, their Caleb, Aaron Paul's yeah. character, yep. who himself feels trapped by the system. And, you know, is it in a very clear parallel, which is so obvious and yet is so, I think, important. I'm glad we're getting back. We're getting rid of the trickery and the time switching and all this crap. We're getting back to what the point of the show is. Mm-hmm. Every morning he wakes up, you know, as the sun hits his face, similar to how we met Dolores waking up. Yeah. Um, and Maeve, In too. her cycle and her paths. Oh, yes. Over and over again. Yep. Um, also, I thought a little maybe reference to Ghost in the Shell. Uh, as well, he wakes up, you know, on this unimpressive sort of bed that's, you know, against the wall next to a big set of windows that shows the future city. That's a recurring visual leitmotif in uh, Ghost in the Shell stuff. It was in the animated yeah. show. It was in the Scarlett Johansson movie and stuff like that. Which is a nice little parallel to, to Westworld. Any kind of smart parallel in this show is a welcome thing to see. <laughs> and I felt like we got that. A lot. There's other things in this universe. Uh, you mentioned uh, crime postmates or whatever. Yes. Um, everybody has um, implants, I guess. Yeah. That yes. allow them to take um, these. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like uh, limbic tablets or something like that. The the little thin wafer. Yeah. Things. And they. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you just you know take pharmaceuticals? But whatever. This is your universe. It's all robots and electrons. So you take them, and they can affect your mood. They can change your mood, and it's sort of like. Um, uh, recreational uh, or um, pharmaceutical drugs. You know what it reminded me of? Um, the um, communion wafers. They, yeah. they kind of, they kind of look like that. Well, uh, we're we're steering. I mean, we were not. We were never not doing religion before, right? I, but I felt like the more obvious aspects of it. Maybe they've used those up now, and we're 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 to um, communion wafers. And, right. Uh, Aaron Paul's gonna throw out throw out a Christ pose and. Wow. You see the whole thing. Well, I mean, we see him visiting his mother, and she takes one of these. And, and, and we see another character take one of these before they go to bed. So maybe it's sort of like a CBD sedative sort of thing. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like something that's supposed to be calming or something like that resets the system. Yeah. Uh, I think it's um, conspicuous that you didn't mention Bernard at all. Oh, yeah. Well, Bernard... We should, I guess I should have mentioned Bernard. Um, so we find out that he is blamed for 
everything that happened at, at Delos Parks. So for the murdering of the board and everything, uh, Charlotte blames it squarely on him. So he is basically uh, hiding. Um, he is working at a place that's basically like, what would you call it? It's like. I don't know. It, it's it's like it, there's like it's like a farm yes but they um you know they there are butchers and uh they they it, it seems like it's primarily cows if maybe not only cows you see an actual cow there's a scene yes. that is um it's an allegory but it's not too heavy uh where bernard finds a wounded cow yeah and um he's he wants to help it but the boss is like oh just we'll just slaughter it Right. Um, but then later on, you go to this factory, which is not very sanitary. There, there's no. the area where everybody's working on the meat, and it's right next to, like, the where everybody's break room. Eating. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. But you see these, like, pillars, and there are, like, giant sides of beef attached to them yes. with tubes. And I got the impression that they it was cloned meat. Okay. Right. Yeah. Sure. I was. It, it was. I wasn't quite clear. Like, which are I think these like robots. We're already or kind of experimenting with now. Yeah. Um. Although the world of Westworld doesn't seem it's we're projecting our future forward, but maybe it's not fun to deal with climate change and pollution. Mm, maybe not. So we're just not going to do that. <laughs> um, cloned meat. One of the advantages to cloned meat is that you don't have to take care of a bunch of cows you don't have to grow a bunch of grain to feed them sure they don't have a giant impact on you know the carbon table or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, but then we actually see a cow so it's like which is it well right there's a thing in um uh, william gibson's last book called the peripheral where they live in a future universe Mm -hmm. and there was something called the uh, the jackpot that happened and it was basically (laughs) what's beginning to happen to us right now uh which is Global climate change, mm-hmm. pandemics, wars, all these horrible things wipe out exactly who you think. Mm-hmm. The disenfranchised, right. the not 99% or not 1%. Yeah. And basically only the like the top 10% survive. So now they live in a utopia where they feel bad about everybody that died. But it's just like basically a world of elites, mm-hmm. um, which let me break it to you it's not going to be you person that's listening to this right. except for jeff hi jeff thanks for tuning in <laughs> um and so it's like that's you don't want that and i don't think that's what they're doing here although we do see the advantages that the wealthy and powerful have in this world mm-hmm. but i don't know if it's their money i don't know whose money it is but they have done a lot to make this a much better place like mm-hmm. th- a lot of this takes place in la and it looks great there's no yeah, smog I know. no traffic yeah you've got a lot of um Futuristic um, skyscrapers with you know trees and things on them, you mm-hmm. know, uh, either for aesthetic reasons or for environmental reasons. And then, yeah, um, I think what's significant is that Bernard works in this plant. We don't know where it's at, where it is, but we find out that it's probably in uh, East Asia mm-hmm. because that's where he ends up at the end of the episode. Well, that's true. Uh, and if he couldn't have got there without you know walking or whatever, well, no, you're right. And like, so how would he we're still there? sort of we're still sort of outsourcing this kind of work to the third world mm, now we grow right. our beef in the third world right and he he he's underneath a different alias uh first name is like armand yeah it's dumb i can't remember the first name it's like desmond armand or something and it's an anagram for damaged arnold really well look the show let wow. it let it have its little indulgences okay it's just like the same way that bernard uh whatever it was was an anagram for arnold 
ding dong. Or oh, whatever. right. Yeah. Um, so we I probably we, could have figured that out. We do see if I implied myself. Right. Jeremy's iron. Right. Right. I'll just play with this ball. We we do see like a scene where he's like, you know, like he's checking his own systems. Yes. It's like he doesn't quite trust himself like, yes you know he puts himself he puts himself into diagnostic he's kind of yeah. like he's got a, he's got a dual boot he's like a windows linux dual boot system. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and he kind of uh, puts himself into diagnostic and then he's like asking has anybody questions. tampered with you no no one has tampered with me <laughs> would you lie to me can i trust you <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> right, right right of course me we're very trustworthy yeah, right yeah but we get like a later scene where these two guys like confront him saying who he really is because they're going to turn him in and he has this little device he's got a garage door clicker yeah that he goes into beast mode yes <laughs> and he pushes the button and he's like okay get these guys but he i think he beats them up pretty good but doesn't kill them is at least the idea that i got yeah. from him pushing that and, button well he was never a, a big time murderer before uh, no. only when he couldn't control himself but yeah he seems to have that figured out Dolores also seems to have that figured out you know she says early on that she's killed a lot of people and she doesn't want to kill um, innocents or just you know I mean somebody dies at the end of that scene yeah but, right but it's yeah. like the show does everything it's, it can to go you're not going to miss this guy right uh, and then later on you know some guys are trying to kill her and she just like marks them but um, yep. I think we get the idea that she's tried to become for the audience more sympathetic and she's turned over a new digital leaf here sure but of course if her long term plan is subjugation of the human race then it's just all just all math right what did you think, like, at the beginning, we see her um, interacting with this guy who named Jerry, who used to work at Insight, and we get the idea from the, her interactions with him, he was not a really great guy, um, but she says something to him about, you know, the birth of a new, like, creature being like are are we talking about species species are we talking about like somebody who is like part host but part human or something um possibly i i got the idea that she is because remember everybody who designed the hosts mm -hmm. is gone at this point right arnold's dead bernard is kind of in the wind if who knows what he can, uh, still has of right. arnold in him uh, Ford is dead. She killed him. Um, and so whoever made the hosts, whatever point they reached where some of them were sort of verging on sentience and self-awareness, mm -hmm. we don't have any way to push that forward. And she said a lot in season two that it was her suffering. It was all the horrible things that she went through, I think, that made her sort of wake up. Mm. Which hopefully, I, I don't know what Ford, we never get an idea of, of exactly what Ford's plan was. But Ford's plan was for her to, and other hosts, to eventually wake up. Be sentient. But in the meantime, he knew that they would be murdered and raped and tortured and all these horrible things would happen to them. Right. And so I think that she is ultimately looking for a way to create more people like her to wake more robots up, hopefully without them having to go through horrible experiences. Well, okay. And somehow the Insight computer, she thinks that that, you know, is can help to do it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to know, since she had, like, five of those little brain balls for hosts, um, how did she create new host bodies? Like She's got a 3D printer in the 
basement. We see that in the uh, end of the second season. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's how she did it. All right. All right. What we don't know is who they are. Right. Because. Right. Who, who, the, yes. Because um, I still maintain, I don't know what was wrong with Clementine, but. Well, they, they set her up to be like the, the bad guy. Like, yeah, but I don't remember everybody. if anybody like, you know, destroyed her or incinerated her or whatever. I mean, it could be her. It could be her. I think you were right. I think that she had Teddy's ball and she plugged him into the, the Valley Beyond. So I think that he's, at least that part of him is gone now. Mm-hmm. Although in the uh, next week on, you know, we, yes. somebody says Teddy. So yeah. we don't know. Um, Armistice and uh, Carlos or, or whatever, the, the cowboy, mm-hmm. um, they're in the wind. Yeah. Um, maybe um, Rinko Kikuchi's character could come back. I don't know. Yeah. Who would want to help her? I mean, that's a really good question. I think Teddy was her... Slave? The most loyal person to her cause. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I, I, it's 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 hard to say, um, and it seems like we we get. I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but at, towards the end of the episode, we do see Maeve, yeah, um, in another world, and then we get part of the trailer for for next time, and it seems like it's saying that Dolores and Maeve are gonna be at odds with each other. Yeah, at least it's in some ways, but. I don't know. I've seen, seen things that are like speculating, like what if like Maeve is sent to go after Dolores, but then gets is becomes empathetic to Dolores's cause, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maeve has lost her motivation. Her daughter is right. Uh, is in the Valley Beyond now. So mm-hmm. why would she have any? She'll have to find a motivation to get involved in this whole mess. Yeah. Um, perhaps taking revenge on Charlotte, who isn't even alive anymore, <laughs> you right. know, or um, or just Dolores for starting this off in the first place, or you know, trying to get vengeance on William if she can find him. Um, who knows? There yeah. are a lot of uh, potential. Um, there's a lot of potential in this. Uh, I think first uh, episode. Um, yes. Let's go back to uh, Jesse. I mean Caleb for a second. Yes. <laughs> I see what you did there. And uh, the way that uh, he is someone who is a who is a veteran. Yes. And we just get this sort of general view of him doing army stuff. You know, we get mm-hmm. the idea that he was in the army. He had a bad experience. Yes. Um, he had a friend played by Kit Cuddy who yeah. was killed. Um, and then the weird effed up situation where he talks to like a chat bot that yes. is supposed to help him would you explain to me psychologically I didn't, I didn't get it but isn't uh actually you know a real person and right. it's in the voice of his dead buddy yes which i think is Francis. um and he he actually physically goes to uh therapy sessions as well um and and i think maybe the therapist is talking about you know this this AI or algorithm or what have you that he talks to sometimes and it's asking, you know, is it helping or not? And he's like, I, you know, Caleb can't, it's like, I don't know, sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. And the therapist basically says, I think you have to give it a shot, you know, in order for this to work well. And if you don't try, then it's not going to work. 
Yeah, and really making explicit what we were talking about before about him feeling like he is, you know, a robot that has to follow a program or whatever. Like he talks to the AI and he's like, that's how I feel. I feel like the game is rigged. And the AI is like, well, you got to play the game, though, you know, if you want a chance to win. It's like, I just I just said that it's it's rigged. Right. And you're not my friend because my friend is the guy that told me it was rigged. You never came back. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want to do this anymore. And we get the idea that he is ready to find something else, which is when he runs into Dolores. Yes. And she quite literally falls into his arms. Yes. Um, Uh, And she's injured. Is he a robot? I guess I would be surprised to find that out. I guess we could see a reveal of that, you know. Because we haven't seen him, like, do any um, bloodshot type stuff yet. But (laughs) we know that he wasn't in the regular army. Like, he did something special. Yeah. And I felt like the VA psychiatrist made a big deal out of the fact that he's he has to do this stuff. Like, he can't. He has to follow this program. It's contingent on him continuing to receive care. Mm-hmm. It all seems like, you know, in another movie, we did experiments to you, you know, or we made you into a super soldier. Sure. And so we can't just, we have to keep tabs on you and you have to keep talking to this therapist or whatever. It's like how in the Winter Soldier, like, Cap could never just live a regular life. Of course, his neighbor was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Right. Was, like, watching him. Yeah. I got that feeling. And then I thought, well, we haven't seen... Westworld, like Delos robots, used for military applications yet. That's so. True. What if Jesse, Caleb, and his team were robots? What if they were Blade Runner, K, uh, Ryan Gosling type robots who sure. were like designed to do stuff? But now that program didn't work, and so they're back in the world. Well, why would they just scrap them then? I don't know. Anyway, and so they're like making sure that he's not going to flip out and like kill somebody. Because right. I thought it was interesting. Like just a little hint. He goes to his mom thing and she's clearly suffering from dementia or something yes. she says you're not my son at one point and it's yeah like, well if he wasn't real he wouldn't be your son well that's true <laughs> just just thinking about it yeah yeah um i think if they were all if he was just a brain ball in a light saving light bulb a yeah. light bulb inside a, a, a body um it'd be easy to take them out and then put them in a computer and have them be a psychiatrist chatbot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe um, he is talking to Francis. It's just the version of Francis that they are using to sort of keep him in line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in some ways it might be more interesting if he's like a real person, but he feels like a robot. No, that's no, that's it's yeah. It's, it's the whole thing with uh, uh, Harrison Ford and this, this show owes so much to Blade Runner, but Harrison yeah. Ford and being a replicant and not being a replicant. Right. The story doesn't make any sense if he's a replicant. I know you really want him to be a replicant. It's cool yes. if he's a replicant. Yes. There's things in his backstory that don't add up if he's not a replicant. Right. But if it's not, if when Roy Batty saves him at the end, it's important that he's a human. It's that, that Roy Batty is right. saying, you know, we don't have to be at each other's throats and kill each other. Right. But he was a rep. He's a robot. <laughs> So who knows? Yeah, they've yeah. got something. I like what you said. What it seems like they're they've got going, but you know they've cut their own legs out before. Well, that's true. Um, oh my I guess god, we'll he was a robot the whole time. Yeah, I know. If they're like, "Hey, Jesse, what do you think about this pizza?" and he's like, "No, nah, it doesn't look like anything to me, bitch." Then it's uh... like, "Oh no, he's a robot." <laughs> who knows? 
<laughs> also, uh, I was thinking a lot about like the significance of his name. He's Caleb. Caleb was one of the spies that Moses uh, sent into the promised land with Joshua uh, right. to check it out. And the spies came back and 10, ten of the spies were like, That's, we can't do it. There's, they're too tough. Mm-hmm. And Joshua and Caleb were like, we can do this. Let's, come, let's get in there. Oh, my goodness. Let's do it. Okay. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, yeah. Last thoughts. Um, I I guess I think I understand why they decided to move this into the real world, world. instead of um, the parks. Although I have to say, it's also my opinion. I think that they kind of went through a couple of concepts of the parks a little fast last season like like yet yeah, there is there's the samurai world and everything too. east world right um but like we how many there could be so many there could be infinitely number of parks you know and i i think that there's still more juice there and then we we see mave and like um world war Two world and i read somewhere it's called war world and it's in <laughs> It's in Italy, so maybe that's why we oh, yeah, see yeah. some palm trees and yeah, stuff right. like yeah. that. It's, we can only do the tropical part of World War II because right. this is, uh, as we find out, speculated, Westworld. Right. No, it's not the world. Westworld oh, yeah. is an island in the South China Sea. Yes. So we know that now for sure. And yeah, I mean, you could do like the Pacific campaign. Yeah, yeah, you with, could. like Lecky and right. uh, <laughs> Rami Malek. <laughs> They're out there. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm interested to see um, how this is going to come together. Um, I I want to see I, – I do like Maeve a lot, so I want to see her in this. Um, did we – I can't remember. If Maybe you can help me. Um, last season, was William, like, replaced by a host? Or um, is he still, like, real and he – killed his real daughter thinking she was a host okay so here we go yeah he was real yes right yes he killed supposedly his real daughter yes then and then he was involved he was really like a side player in the drama that played out at the end of the second season with the forge and the valley beyond yes then he was trying to get to the forge or whatever he gets there but it's clearly been abandoned for a long long time like uh-huh. it's all overgrown and waterlogged and stuff and it's like wait a minute he was just with everybody else we just saw the forge yeah uh and then his daughter comes out and she's like you've been going through this loop over and over again or whatever so it's okay. far in the future supposedly okay and he is like a host version remember they did the the yes. fidelity test yeah on james delos yes so people were speculating that it was, you know, a robot or AI version of William that they made. Okay. But that doesn't tell, I mean. That, that doesn't say if the real William is alive still or not. Right. Okay. Got his okay. fingers sewn back on. and Right. Or got robot fingers. <laughs> the future. <laughs> we don't know. Okay. Well. But Ed Harris is going to be in this thing. Well, absolutely. Right? Uh, and I'm, I'm interested to see his part in all of this as well. Um, and. Uh, I kind of want to see what the hell Dolores is uh, getting into, and then like who who is in Charlotte, and like I, I have a lot of questions, and and I'm 
interested in seeing how uh, that all plays out and how Caleb fits into this as well. And uh, I, I hope that we see an interestingly woven story. And I hope it isn't just like, you know, a heel turn and a, and a twist at the end. I hope there's more to it than that. We'll see. Yeah. I, I have to say, I was as hopeless as William yeah. by the end of the second season of Westworld. Sure. And we had the conversation, I think, more than once where I was like, I don't have to watch this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I put off watching this episode the entire week. Yeah. Until it was like, well, we're going to talk about the show. So I watched it. And don't don't give me hope. <laughs> don't give me hope. Parse Domine. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but I'm, I'm hopeful. Like, this this was entertaining. This was good. Yeah, I thought so, and too. And they're asking, again, questions that are pop psychology, pop futurism. I mean, not aren't that deep. Mm-hmm. But they're heading in a more interesting direction than the... The, the, the arguments about reality and the nature of the mind and the bicameral, bicameral mind and all that that was happening in the first two seasons that they never really satisfyingly uh, took care of. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I want to see where this goes. Yeah, me too. See if Jesse gets his crime rating up. Oh, my God. You got to hustle, know. guy. Right? He doesn't do personals, though, which is apparently kidnapping and murder. <laughs> uh, you got to draw blam. the line somewhere. I make a five star. <laughs> Remember when you weren't there When I didn't care For anyone but you I swear We've been through everything there is Can't imagine anything we've missed Can't imagine anything The two of us can't do Through the years well, there we go, partner. Yep. We did it. We did it. We made it mm-hmm. to the tavern. Yes. To the the saloon. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, have they, they haven't... I can't believe we've left the park already. I mean, I, I know we're going to go back for Nazi World, real yeah. original. Right. Should make Benioff and Weiss happy. But <laughs> I can't believe that's the end of the park. Like, I know. You Maybe you... Do, so I was thinking about the original movie, and they're cowboys, and then at one point they do escape into medieval world or, or whatever so we see a little right. cowboy on night on samurai action mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe we covered that maybe that doesn't surprise or, or enthrall modern audiences the way it did audiences in the 70s but yeah we didn't do much of that no i don't think we did we had that little subplot where we just basically you didn't even really have like cowboys versus samurai they just no. went into a samurai movie for like yes. two episodes yeah um, we did get the Wu-Tang song. Are they going to keep doing songs? I, they did Death Grips in this episode, and that was it. We didn't see yeah. any other like reworkings of songs that I could really detect. No. Uh, which and is I, part of the fun of the original I, I agree. I agree. Um, it was really fun. We got the player piano like playing the song. I want to hear the player piano version of, of Yummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty great. Have so. Justin Bieber bought. Oh my gosh, no. Oh. 
for an extra mil, extra yeah. five mil, uh-huh. can you have them like make a robot to your specifications? I don't see why not. Like, I could totally see Delos like buying into that. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. So you could go in and be like, I want Justin Bieber to be the villain of my thing. Sure. So I hunt down his gang. Yeah. And then I get him. Oh, I get him alone. Absolutely. I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. It is horrible. But if you got the money. I also liked, uh, we didn't talk about this in the segment. Um, so. I don't know. You're probably not here still if you don't want to be spoiled. But I liked the fact that we talked about all the pain and the horrible things that uh, Dolores went through. Mm -hmm. But because she is awakened now, she has access to all of her her whole file, all of her past. Yes. And she's also read. I don't think she read them all, but she read a lot of books like in the in the book place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People's real people's memories. Mm -hmm. And so when she runs into all these assholes, she's like, I know all about you. Yeah. I read your book. Yeah, exactly. What what are you talking about? Yeah. 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 And of course, every single one of them is some total ass face who's gone to the park and done horrible things. Yeah. And so she can just point the finger at somebody. And even though we've spent two seasons kind of wondering like i don't know about this chick Mm -hmm. like she's just killing people left and right but in the real world when she kind of points at somebody it's like all right well we're gonna we're not gonna cry over this guy dying yeah no when tommy flanagan gets it we're like okay now there's another tommy flanagan yeah we don't know who that is right is it teddy we don't know right 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 exactly well uh thanks for joining us the real us the real do do can we trust us of course we can, us, <laughs> uh, on this episode. And you can trust us and trust us to talk to you on social media when you join us on Facebook and Twitter at Just Enough Trope. Also, follow us and subscribe to us, do all that good stuff on your listening platform of choice. Mm-hmm. While there, leave a review and uh, leave us a rating, too, because it really does help. It tells those algorithms. There you go. Exactly what we, what we want them to hear, which is that we're uh, doing a good job. Yes. So give us five brain balls. Could be anybody. <laughs> we don't know who could it be, is. Could be, yeah. What if they could put like a, uh, remember the the technicians? Oh, yeah. What yeah, if they yeah, could yeah. put a technician in a ball and make yeah. artificial versions of them? Yeah. Because at this point, I like those guys. Yeah. There's no reason for them Felix to be in the story still. Somebody else. Yeah, you're not going to see Felix show up with like a machine gun and be like, we got to do this. I know, right? But, you know, he's he's done. I did kind of like their relationship with Maeve and how they were helping her, though. That was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see them again. Maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. You should have created more interesting characters for your park. Yep. Show. I agree. Was it going to be the Confeder- Confederado guy or something yeah, like right. that? It's not going to be that guy. No, no. So anyway, forget all that. Give us five stars instead. We'd appreciate it. We'll be back next week to talk about something. I was kind of have my eye on Vagrant Queen, the new sci-fi show that's going to come out. Yeah. That looks like one part Killjoys, one part... Uh, saga, and if yes. we're lucky, one part Farscape. <laughs> yes, it, it kind of does. Um, it looks really intriguing. So, uh, And I'm... like any show, especially on sci-fi, but any sci-fi show has to look for ways to thin the budget a little bit. Yep. So yep. there's a lot of fighting in uh, hospital waiting rooms sure. of the future. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like uh, 
concrete uh, curbs and uh, right. just what are, uh, what are other sets Photoshop do we have available? Stoplights out and right. it's a future street. Exactly. Uh, but some cool makeup it looks like and hopefully some interesting characters. And yes. so I think we just sealed it right here. I think so too. I think we're talking about Vagrant Queen uh-huh. next week. So join us for then. Until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mika Hanna. Keep the geek fires burning. Thank you.